Our second reading this morning is where we read, For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. Let us pray. O Most High God, the universe with all of its creatures are yours. They have been made by your word. They are upheld by your power. They are governed by your will. But you are simultaneously the Father of mercies and the God of all graces. You are the bestower of all comfort and the protector of the weak. You have been mindful of us. You have visited us. You have preserved us. You have given us a goodly inheritance. The Holy Scriptures, the joyful gospel, a Savior of our souls. And so this morning, we come to you in Jesus' name. We mention His righteousness as the key to our being admitted into your presence. May we be justified by His blood and saved by His life. May we be joined to His Spirit Lord, we pray that you would make us willing to shoulder the responsibilities that you've given us as saints, as followers of Christ, that we might be a blessing to the people in this world that you love, that we might be those who are quick to extend a hand of grace and a, and a word of mercy. Lord, when we are tempted to wander from the straight and narrow, we pray that you would hedge up our way that you would cause us to abhor sin, that you would wean us from the inducements of this world. We pray that you should prepare us during this pilgrim journey for our final destination, for that place where we will spend with you in glory and in joy with all the saints singing your praises evermore. Amen. 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 So you may have noticed there was a different configuration in our uh, band uh, this morning. Sam Samuel, who's been with us for a number of months, has pulled up stakes and moved off to greener pastures. Uh, and so in his wake, uh, Christine Boney has been dubbed, I'm calling her the czar of worship. Okay, she's allowed to change that name, but that's what I'm calling her right now, the czar of worship. She's going to uh, help coordinate uh, our cast of uh, volunteers uh, to keep uh, the music program driving forward in the months ahead. So please be praying for us all as we work into that. So 13 months ago, on the uh, first Sunday of January 2018, I began this sermon series through the Epistle to the Romans, and Paul begins his letter with some polite and formulaic greetings. He's writing to a church that he's never met. He's never been to Rome. And he greets them in the way that was normal uh, in his day and time. And But then after he gets the greetings out of the way, he launches in to the meat of his letter. And he writes, beginning at verse 15, I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power 
of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Now believe it or not, we have spent a full year unpacking the riches contained in just those three verses. Everything that Paul writes in Romans, from Romans 1.15 up to where we arrive today at Romans 11.36, everything in all of that stretch is nothing but an unfolding of this gospel. This gospel that is the power of salvation. This gospel that is for everyone who believes. This gospel that is for Jews. This gospel that is for Gentiles. This gospel that reveals the righteousness of God from faith and for faith. In those first 11 chapters of Romans, Paul lays out the most detailed explanation of the gospel found anywhere in the scriptures. And he ends this presentation of the gospel, of which he is not ashamed, even though it will soon cost him his life. He ends this presentation of the gospel by bursting into ecstatic praise of the God who stands behind this gospel. He exclaims, For from Him and through Him and to Him are all things. To Him be glory forever. Amen. Now I guess we think about the gospel as being the good news that tells us how we avoid hell and get to heaven. And it is that. But it's a whole lot more. The gospel as it turns out is really about everything. And I mean everything in the whole universe. From and through and to Him are all things. From and through and to God are all things. Is Paul indulging in a bit of literary hyperbole here? No. Actually not. In reality, Paul is deadly serious and he means every word that he says. This morning I want... Us to worship God by hearing Paul. Some people think of the songs as the worship part of the worship service. But that's wrong, of course. It's the kind of wrong that the reformers loudly and explicitly correct. The whole service, from the opening call to worship to the closing benediction, along with the prayers and the songs and the preaching and the sacrament, all of it are divine worship. All of it is The people of God, standing in the presence of God, giving glory to God. Now maybe you've never listened to a sermon as an act of worship. I want you to think about doing that today. Listen to God's word with a holy intensity, with a holy focus and a holy delight. Jesus commands that we love God with our whole heart and soul and our whole mind. Bring your whole heart and soul and mind to bear as we meditate this morning on these few words. Romans eleven thirty six. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen.
from him and through him and to him. You grammar nerds are going to know that those three little words are prepositions. And you know that prepositions define key relationships between the words of a phrase. They are little words, but they have huge different, they create a huge difference. There's a world of difference between a letter from the president and a letter to the president. There's a world of difference between going through Philadelphia and going around Philadelphia. Prepositions are small words that make a big difference. And so this morning, I want to talk about these three prepositions, from, through, and to, because Paul tells us that all things are from and through and to God. So let's begin with from. All things are from God. If you wrap your mind around this deep truth, a lot of things will change for you. I'm glad that the adult Sunday school is working its way through the book of Genesis these days. We've been revisiting the stories of creation because I have this sense that we have walked away from a robust and deep and meaningful understanding of the doctrine of creation. If we wrap our minds around this deep truth that all things are from God, a lot of things change. This planet we live on, with its oceans of water, with its plants and animals, is from God. And the planets that we don't live on, the ones that are rocky and the ones that are frozen and the ones that are balls of gas, they are from God too. The laws of physics are from God and the laws of beauty and goodness are from God too. Your body is from God. And the fetus growing inside of your body is from God too. The people in your family are from God. And the people who work for your family are from God too. Your joys are from God. Your trials are from God. All things, Paul tells us, are from Him and through Him and to Him. All things, you might ask. What about the devil? Is he from God? Martin Luther said a surprising thing about the devil. Maybe you've heard this. It's a great line. Martin Luther said, Even the devil is God's devil. Think about that. Strange. Even the devil is God's devil. If the devil were not God's devil, if the devil were anything more than a mere creature created by the Almighty, then the devil would be self-made. The devil would be a God, which he's not. God alone is sovereign, and the devil is on a leash. God alone is the maker of heaven and earth, which is why all things are from God and through God and to God, which is why Paul is able to say in Romans chapter 8, I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers, which probably includes the devil, nor heights nor depths nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Because all of that stuff that is out there in the world, things seen and things unseen, even things that 
seem horrible to us, derive their being from God. All things are from God. Think of a movie projected on a movie screen. A million and one colorful and ever-changing images that seem to have a life of their own. Now turn off the light in the projector. And what happens? They all blink out of existence. That's how the whole universe is connected to God. We're only there because God is the light in our projector. All that we are is from God. To Him be glory forever. Amen. Secondly, all things are through God. Here's what R.C. Sproul writes about that one little preposition. He writes, the word through has to do with the means, the instrument by which things come to pass. Paul is simply reiterating what he taught us in Romans chapter 8, that God in his providence exercises sovereignty over, in, and through all things. Romans 8.28 says, we know... That for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to His purposes, all things, all things that happen in this world ultimately come to pass through God, through God's sovereign action. We need to embrace that truth. We need to celebrate that truth because the great joy of being a Christian is knowing that all things are in God's hand, that all things are being used for God's purposes. There are no accidents in a universe governed by God. If God exists, then sovereignty is an essential attribute of His deity. Sproul says something very much like Luther's strange quip about the devil. Sproul writes, I'm quoting him here, If there were one maverick molecule... In the entire universe, running loose, outside of the scope of God's sovereign control, God would not be sovereign. And if he were not sovereign, he would not be God, end quote. Every single molecule in the universe, every single causal link in all of history, every single thing is through God. To him be glory forever. Amen. And finally, all things are to God. This word to is about the purpose toward which all things are moving. The telos of the cosmos, the goal of the universe, the ultimate end of all history, where things are going. And the answer is, they are going to God. The rich complexity and wonder of all time and space are moving toward God. Every moment of human history... Most of those moments have been lost forever to human memory, but every moment of human history finds its narrative moral, its culmination in God. Every vibration in the fabric of space and time, most of it forever outside of human awareness, every vibration in the fabric of space and time sings one song, the glory of God. Now, I'm not naive, and you're not naive either. I've already mentioned the devil twice in this sermon. So it's not that we're unaware of evil in the universe. 
But without unraveling the whole mystery of how God absorbs evil into his greater plan for good. We've talked about that earlier in this sermon series. I just want us to keep our eyes on the grandest scale of what Paul's talking about here. Paul says, for from him and through him and to him are all things. And he's not kidding about the all part. When we come face to face with that reality... The reality that God is all in all. The reality that nothing is outside of God. The reality that no thing or no one can oppose God. Then all we can do is wonder and worship. Particularly since we have been known by and loved by this God. In the face of that reality, the prose of this sermon needs to shut up. And give way to poetry. Psalm 115 says, Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory. Because of your love and faithfulness, our God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. I love that line. Our God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. God alone is worthy of glory and worship. Not to us, Lord, not to us. All things are to God, which means that your destiny has been appointed by God from the foundation of the world, and it has been appointed for His glory. For God's glory, He scheduled for you to be here today. I'm glad you showed up. Your presence in this sanctuary was required by Almighty God. It's not accidental. And this word being proclaimed to you, in this very moment, was known by God long before I ever wrote it. Your destiny, the destiny of nations, of empires, of history, of planets, have all been created and designed and ordained by God to show His glory. As Psalm 19.1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaim His handiwork. So this morning, we join our voices with heavenly choirs and with the very orbiting spheres of the universe. And we sing God's praises. For from Him and through Him and to Him are all things. To Him be glory forever. Amen.